Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Welcome back. Bet you're surprised to hear my voice. <laughs> this is not Catherine Danielli. This is Kate Harlow introing episode 24. Are you too picky? What we really wanted to call it as was, are you picky as fuck? fuck. <laughs> I know a lot of women who are picky as fuck. And um, I often have clients ask me, am I too picky? And so Catherine and I feel super pumped and jazzed about diving into this with you today, this topic, so that you can really, really get clear on your intentions and where is it coming from? And um, is this, is your pickiness, you know, of course, we want to have high standards and walk through the world as the queens that we are and not tolerate bullshit and, you know, not tolerate toxic relationships and really, really know our worth and know our value and all of that. And sometimes the shadow side of that can be a woman picking someone else apart and thinking, oh, he's not good enough for me, which is usually just a protective strategy to, um, to, to actually protect our, ourselves and sabotage ourselves from having the love that we desire. So we're going to dig into this uh, from many different angles. I'll let you start, Catherine. Take it away. <laughs> nice job, Kate. You, you did it. You I did felt it. nervous about that. I was like, "What?" <laughs> she, Catherine told me I had to. I had to uh, do the intro today, and I like when she does it. So I'm just going to out myself. I felt nervous. Quite I felt bossy. like the first episode again. <laughs> I'm bossy. You are. I am. Yes. Yes, you are. Catherine made I'm, me. And I'm, I'm very submissive. Yeah, the episode really needed to be called, Are You Picky As Fuck? And I f we are fired up about every episode we record. Like, get ready for the two people who are passionate as fuck about yes. all things dating and relationships. And really, we just have to over and over again, thank you all for being on this journey with us. There's several hundred of you that are listening consistently. And so we are so grateful for that. So grateful for every time you share an episode with your friends and hope that when you're listening, you really tap into the frequency of this message. Cause that's what we're really clear about that. If you want extraordinary love, this is the modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. In order to have extraordinary love, you have to step into the frequency and vibration of love. And this whole drama about are you picky or not is just a really in a conversation that happens through insecurity. And I'm having this conversation with every client. And it's so funny because I never thought this about myself. 
my friends were never saying you're too picky. I was literally just accepted like bottom of the barrel. <laughs> bottom feeders. <laughs> like, he's giving me attention. He must be a good guy. Right. That was like the standard. Feeders. He and wants so, to be in a relationship with me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or he doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Wait, do you say yes to proposals on Instagram? <laughs> no, I don't. But would your old, what would, would have your old, your yourself your earlier younger self would you have said yes to an instagram proposal probably not it wasn't that bad <laughs> okay just checking i wasn't that bad just checking i have but... one one man um this indian man who's proposed three times officially on, on instagram. instagram he's the only man to ever propose to me so kind of <laughs> i'm a little bit fond of him Oh my God, that's wild. That's wild. Well, I think we, I think we really need to start with where you brought us in your epic intro mm. is that all of this at the end of the day is about self-worth. Yeah. And in our episode on self-love, if you haven't listened to that yet, we really dive into that it's not about you literally, everyone needs to take a breath with me. You cannot be more worthy than you are right now. Hmm. There is nothing you can do to be more enough or more worthy or more lovable than you are right now. And every day you are either acting in accordance with that worth or not. Yes. And that's all. You're either waking up in the morning and saying, how will I connect with myself today? How will I behave like the worthy woman I am or not? And almost every single relationship problem is a result of not feeling worthy, not being connected to your worth. And the fairy tale paradigm is rooted in, I'll be worthy when mm -hmm. I have a partner. So here's where pickiness comes from. I, 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 we were riffing about how I essentially secretly would be saying the reason you're single is because you're judgmental as fuck. Mm -hmm. And... And the reason you're really judgmental is because you're really judgmental of yourself. So before we even get into this picky thing, I feel like we just need to do a little, like, we need to love up on the women who are listening to us right now and remind them how beautiful you are, how worthy you are, how valuable you are. And you grew up in a patriarchal system that said that your worth and value is based on how much you weigh, what you look like, and whether or not you have a boyfriend. So you get driven right? By getting attention from men rather than behaving like the queen that you are. And when you're a queen, you're actually paying attention to the kind of behavior around you and how you're being treated, right? Does this person, first of all, does this person even like themselves? <laughs> when was the last time when you were dating someone you thought to yourself, does this person like themselves? Is this mm -hmm. man, right? Confident or this woman that I'm interested in confident? Rather than here we are, we're just two people who don't like themselves and I'm hoping that, this, that you make me feel better. That's actually, unfortunately, how most relationships are going out there. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to say yes. about that? Um, just, just wanted to say that when we're out there dating and I mean, this really is in every area of life, the, the ego mind or the saboteur, as I call it, and we'll talk a little bit more about her, this episode um, is constantly seeking validation. And so when we have a disconnection from that worth that you just talked about, that is always there mm -hmm. and we just have to come home to it and we have to tend to it like a garden and we have to yes. honor it and we have to, you know, have reverence for it and we have to commit to ourselves and commit to letting go of, um, 
things that, you know, people and situations and experiences and jobs that are out of alignment that are like draining our worth and draining our like soul energy. Um, and when we're in that place of emptiness or our worth being depleted, our, our ego mind or saboteur mind is always looking for validation. So when you're dating or even when you get into relationship, it's this expectation that this person is going to make me feel better, which you talked a lot about, or this romantic love. Once I have this epic romantic love, then I'll feel better. Then I'll feel worthy. Then I'll feel enough. When he texts me back, then I'll feel, when he asks me out on another date, then I'll feel worthy. And it's insatiable. And when he, and we get these little, I mean, you, you, you can even feel it in your nervous system when it's valid, when it's validation based, where a guy that you like sends you a text and you get like that little jolt in your body, that little like insta high but it doesn't, it's, it's hit insatiable. <laughs> yeah. It's a hit of dopamine. It's insatiable. And then of course, you know, an hour later, if he hasn't written back to you, your mind goes crazy again. Oh my God, why isn't he responding? But, and, and it, it will constantly be seeking validation, which is a bottomless pit. Like this is no joke. This is like, I was going to say a glass of Coca-Cola at Red Robin. You guys probably don't have that restaurant. but it's Red, Red Robin. You do? Oh, we my do. God. I thought it was Canadian. Cool. Red Robin. I remember when I was a kid, I'm pretty sure the pop was um, – or you call it soda? Do you call it soda? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody drinks soda here, by the way. Whenever I'm in the States, I'm like, wait, you guys still drink this? What? We drink like flavored bubbly water. Um, anyways, maybe that's just in Vancouver. Um, but it, the soda pop – in Canada for the Canadians listening. Um, it's bottomless, right? It's like you can have as much as you want. Just keep drinking, keep drinking, keep drinking. And mm. that is what the seeking validation is bottomless. Like it will never, you'll never, like when you, ha when you, I mean, you have to obviously really be committed to drinking a lot of pop and have that feel good for your body for you to keep drinking bottomless, but you never get your, that thirst never gets yeah. quenched because you know, it's bottomless. You know, you can have more and more and more. So you never feel satisfied. I'm glad I went deeper into that metaphor. Cause I'm like, I feel like it's not really working, but it does work. So with validation, it's the same thing. Our worth is so depleted. We're constantly seeking more and more and more and more and more. And it's just self-fulfilling prophecy. You will never get it. Right. Never. Your mind will tell you when he proposes, when we have our dream wedding, when we get the house, when we have kids, when we do this, when we do that, you'll never get it. And we've talked about this on an episode a long time ago, but the, the, what I want to bring attention to is recognition versus validation. When you are operating from the place of the worthy woman, I think maybe we should have a program called the worthy woman. Yeah. Catherine and I are going to do a retreat one day. I think we seeded that last week, but we're going to do a retreat one day and I think it's going to be called the worthy woman. But when you're operating and deeply connected to the worthy woman inside of you, that's always there and you're having reverence for her. And like Catherine mm -hmm. said, you wake up in the morning and she's the pers first person you you connect with and you nourish and you honor and she's the one you don't tolerate bullshit like she you tend to that part of you you will get so much recognition which looks the same as validation like guys asking you out people giving you compliments people holding doors for you people offering you you know free mm. coffee free gifts like whatever uh, experiences opportunities abundance comes your way when you're walking through the world as the worthy mm. woman and recognition doesn't stick because you don't need it. It's not like, yeah. oh my God, he texted me. You don't even notice 
that he texted you. Don't, you don't even realize he asked you out on another date because you are so filled up that your ego, and this is a moment-to-moment practice, I'm going to say that it's not like a destination for you to get to, but you get so versed in noticing when it's your saboteur trying to get recognition versus where am I not filling up myself? Where am I disconnected from my own worth? When, I'm, mm-hmm. when you're in that state of recognition, it's your saboteur leading. It is that protective part of you that's actually going to sabotage you from ever experiencing the love that you desire from, from, you know, you might attract your dream guy, but this part of you is going to sabotage you from any of it, from, from Mm. experiencing it, from actually letting love in, from having intimacy, the very thing we're desiring, that part of you is actually going to block you from experiencing it. Um, so yeah, that's, Mm. that's, (laughs) That I have to say. I'm like, where, where do I go from here? I don't know. Also, no. actually, I think I should talk about the the client thing that we talked about on the Facebook Live of my oh, client yeah. told me she does this rating system. This will help you with this. When you're out there dating, start to notice, like after you go on a date, when you get home, get out your journal and write about how you feel on a scale of one to 10 right? Get your attention Mm -hmm. off of the guy, which we always talk about, but take your attention off of the guy, right? Because if your attention's on the guy and what he's doing, what he's not doing, what's wrong with him, what you don't like about him, Mm -hmm. what you do like about him, you're missing your inner experience. And that's the most, when we're picky, it's because your saboteur mind is leading the way. So get into the habit. And I'm actually going to start practicing this. I just shared it with Kelsey yesterday. She's like, yeah, oh my gosh, love that rating system for everything, not just for dating, but for, you know, friendships and experiences, yoga classes, whatever, actually writing down on a scale of one to 10, how do I feel? And if it's consistently like, I mean, for dating, I would say for me personally, if it was under an eight, it's a no. If I feel, or maybe a seven, it's a no. And take into consideration, like you could give them a few chances because like you might just be feeling shitty that day or whatever. But then you keep your attention on you and now you've got something, Mm. a tangible scale so you can see consistently versus just focusing on how you feel. That's so, um, it's so broad. So it's hard to be like, I just love this scale of one to 10. I think it's the most brilliant system. My client came up with it. She's like, Mm. I'm dating myself right now. And I just want to, I just want to clear out anything Mm. that's not in alignment. And I thought that was such a great way to do that. And on the face, I'm so happy you brought that up because on the Facebook Live, I remember when you shared that thinking that's a woman who loves herself enough to have high standards for her experiences in her life. And the picky or not picky, you know, it's that main, the, the spectrum isn't picky or not picky right? Because it's, if I'm basing it on being picky, then I'm missing the whole point, which is I'm the queen. I'm making decisions on the kinds of people I want to be around. And I'm looking for a partner, not just someone who's giving me lots of attention, right? I'm going to, I was thinking I'm writing something today on, on, are you looking for a parent or a partner? Because it's very different <laughs> who you're looking for in that way. But I was someone, you know, that we keep making jokes about me. I was someone that essentially you could have said wasn't picky enough but it wasn't learning how to be picky. It was learning how to feel worthy, learning how to feel full in my heart, and then learning to have standards for the kind of relationship I wanted in my life. And what I watched the too picky, when, when your friends are calling you too picky, or if you've ever wondered if you've been too picky, here's how you check in, right? The first question is, what do I actually make important? 
because usually the too picky is you are finding something wrong with every single guy you go out with because you're not checking in with your own experience, which you so beautifully just offered, or you're making important what they look like, how tall they are, what kind of job they have, and then you don't pay attention to how they treat you, how you feel when you're with them, if they even share the same values as you. And in every episode, we keep coming back that yes, you get to be attracted to the person you date, right? And fall in love with and partner with, but you also get to be attracted to the soul of who that person is. And something that's real, like I really felt important, it was important to me to offer this around this episode, because if I'm in the picky or not picky, then that's what women are doing. You're focusing on, am I picky or not picky, rather than what is actually happening for me? What's important to me? Mm-hmm. Can I throw away that idea that I'm going to have fucking fireworks go off on a first date? You know, I just celebrated my first date anniversary with Andrew, six Love years that. together, oh. my longest relationship of my life. And guess what? On my first date with Andrew, I walked away being like, meh. Like, really, that's how I yes. felt. Like, I drove yeah. away being like, meh, this is a nice yeah. conversation. He, and then, I was living with my best friend at the time, so it was so fabulous, who's also a relationship coach, so it really was the best, right? Like, I came home, and it was a conversation, and she said, how did you feel? And it was, you know what? I felt really good. Mm-hmm. He had, he was vulnerable, so I felt like I could actually connect with him. I didn't feel insecure. I didn't feel walk- awkward. The conversation was easy. We talked about ghosts and spirit animals and and all of our experiences around that. I mean, Andrew has the most insane, I mean, ghosts in Andrew's um, home that he lived in when he was in college. Just literally, okay, I won't get into that right now, but he literally had to bungee cord the cabinets closed at night because in the middle of the night, the cabinets would shake. I mean, crazy crazy he's had crazy experiences but it was that like it was like oh I felt good and that was a nice date because I think what we do and and here's the fantasy my friends you really are only addicted to the fantasy when you're feeling empty inside when you're looking for something outside of yourself to make you feel better and then you're creating this entire fantasy around the best first date ever when here's the thing, I'm sure we have people, or you, and maybe you have friends that are now partnered with and married to people that had epic 10 hour long, right, first dates. But then I'm addicted to thinking there's, here it is, here's the, the old paradigm, that there's one way to have a great first date rather than being connected to yourself and your own story. And maybe if you are someone that's been told that you're too picky, check in, what do I make important? check in. How do I feel in my life on a regular basis? Right? Because it's not how great the date was. It's how do you feel when you walk away from the date? What do you actually come home to? Do you come home to yourself and an epic life? Or do you hate your life and feel miserable? And then you're hoping that he calls again so you can get another jolt of adrenaline and dopamine. Right? We're not going to look like this forever. You get to be attracted to your partner, but if you're spending all day long on social media looking at fairy tale fantasy images that aren't real, and then hours you're swiping on the app, you right, you're not connected. Mm-hmm. So this and is about like, standard and values. Yes, and like when we're in our heads, like pickiness yeah. to me is picking them apart, whether it's in a negative way or a positive way. Yeah, it's like we are picking them apart. 
you don't ever fully know someone. I mean, I feel like you know me really well. So unless they're <laughs> highly intuitive and amazing with people and super observe, you know, like over time, yes, of course, like if you're living with someone or you're very close with someone and you're both really open and vulnerable and real and honest, yeah, you can get to know someone, but you still don't know what it's like to be inside of their inner world and who they really are. Yeah. And as long as we're going on dates, focusing on the other person, being picky, picking them apart, looking for red flags or looking for the, our fantasy story to match up to who they are. Right. It is your ego. It's your saboteur. This is not real. It's not real. It's all a projection. It's a story in your head, yeah. that voice in your head that's not actually even your own voice. It's based on a lifetime of conditioning and a lifetime of traumatic events that happened to you and a lifetime of every guy you've ever dated and every guy that ever hurt your friends and every, like there are billions of stories that are creating this illusion in your mind. And then you go on a date and you project it onto the person in front of you. When I had my first date with Jeff, it was... It, four hours long, we had, you know, conversation, but to me, it felt quite shallow until the end, not shallow, just superficial, like not deep enough. And I remember thinking I left the date and my saboteur was like, he's not conscious. He's not deep. He's not spiritual. He's not like, no, I couldn't be with a guy like that. And I made all these assumptions about him and None of them were actually true. Jeff grew up with a Buddhist mom. He grew up with a dad that's super spiritual and into like more new age um, mm. spirituality. And he, uh, over the years, has been so open and has evolved how he manages his restaurants, how he talks to his staff. Wow. He guesses their human design and like is always accurate. It's so, it's this weird thing. He's, he, he works with his like managers and, and he figures out what their love language is and then, and then acknowledges them in that way. Um, he has learned so much from being with me and he's so much more open to this kind of stuff because he actually did have a foundation for it within himself. It's just not what he leads with. It's not like me where I'm like, Hey, can I have your time of birth and read your human design chart? And the <laughs> Wait, first you have to meeting someone. And I you can't. always talk about how your body was a yes. So were you going to get there? Like your saboteur was going crazy yeah. about all those things, but then you actually dropped into your body. Exactly. Right? Because it, was it was yes to keep I seeing was, him. I was a fantasy love addict. And, and I mean, it was, he was the perfect relationship to show up when he did because my business was birthed and this message was birthed from since being with him. And I never had a fantasy face with Jeff. It was a mm. slow unfolding, a slow, yes, like a, and, and when we met, we had no businesses. I was working as a coach and a teacher for another company and he mm -hmm. was a GM of someone else's restaurant and we got together and like every time he asked me out, I was not because I wasn't in fantasy. It actually made it easier, even though my saboteur still was judging him. My saboteur still was like, yeah. wait, he hasn't texted me yet, but he doesn't like me. Like I can't even get that guy that I'm not even into or like whatever. The saboteur will always come up with reasons to feel discord that I just kept bringing my attention back to myself, bringing my attention mm. back to the moment. And then every time he asked me out, I would just check in. How do I feel? Okay. It feels like a yes. It wasn't like, I wasn't thinking about a much between it was just a yes in the moment. And this went on for three months and he'd ask me out roughly once a week. We'd hang out once a week. And, um, then when he asked me to be in relationship, 
again, checked in with my body. It was a yes. It wasn't like a, oh my God, I'm going to be with you forever, which was actually the biggest blessing for me because Mm -hmm. I had only been with guys who were the perfect match for the fantasy in my head. And the fantasy every time would wear off, you know, I'd be on cloud nine for the first six months, the first year, and then it would wear Mm -hmm. off and I'd start thinking about what's not good enough about them. How am I not good enough? crazy Regina, my jealous saboteur would take over, try and sabotage mm-hmm. the relationship. And then eventually, you know, oh, the grass is greener over there and I would leave. And so to break the habit, I needed to experience this new type of relationship and even to, ha- to have, to get clear on this message. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so as long as you're living, listening to the storyline in your head, it's not real. It's a projection. Yeah. You don't know the person. You can think you know their values match yours no. on the first five dates, but you can't. I mean, you can start to understand the more real and vulnerable and honest like you and Andrew experienced. The more you meet your match, if you're operating from that frequency of being real and being vulnerable and being honest, yes. you'll start to yeah. attract people like that. And when you do and you experience it, yes, you'll start to figure out, you know, are our values aligned? Like Jeff and I, health was one that I was like concerned with in the beginning. Like health is super important to me and I couldn't tell if mm-hmm. it was for him. And, and so that was a conversation we had and just like, Hey, this really matters to me. Does it matter to you? Tell me more. And getting to know his, you know, mm-hmm. how much he cares about his health. And, and so it's mm-hmm. super important to know our values, to know our core values that, and core values are not a checklist. They're not about someone else. They're about you. It's like what mm-hmm. in your life have to be in place in order for you to thrive, to feel the most expansive version of yourself, to, to be deeply nourished and probably getting your astrology chart read with Anne. Yeah, be good. Knowing, you know, Mm. what what's a match for you in love, um, that's really, Mm. really helpful to know because really those are your values. Like when you get your chart read, um, it she talks about the things that matter the most to you and you'll feel lit up when you hear Mm. it. So And how many women don't spend the time? I mean, that was something and and because of so many toxic relationships, my path and preparation for Andrew was spending time. Who am I? What actually matters to me? What do I value? And honestly, I think it's all this going on in the world right now. It's actually, life is asking everyone to be asking those questions, right? What matters to you? And there are people waking up, looking across the table at their partner being like, holy fuck, we do not value the same things Mm -hmm. because, oh, whoops, 10 years later, I have avoided having these conversations. I'll never forget when I was talking to my mom as I was falling in love with Andrew, my mom was like, literally, my mom would be speechless. She'd be like, I can't believe you're having those conversations. I never talked to your dad about that. And I need to say to all the women who are always afraid to bring things up, right? The longer you wait, to bring things up, the worse your relationship is going to be. Mm. Because if you want an extraordinary relationship, you have to be extraordinary in it, which means have the extraordinary conversations at the get-go. And I love your story with Jeff and your vulnerability around calling yourself out on the assumptions you've made. Because I think what also, that is, I mean, Four Agreements from Don Miguel Ruiz, if you haven't read that book, get your hands on it ASAP. One of the four agreements for life is do not make assumptions. Mm. Do not make assumptions. And so many of us are never in the moment, in the moment, on a date. Pay attention to the things that actually matter, not the superficial things, unless you want a superficial relationship. You know what? If you want a superficial relationship, you get to have that. But you would not be listening to this podcast if if you did. 
you probably wouldn't be following Kate Harlow and Catherine Danielli yeah. if you wanted a superficial relationship, right? You were meant for great love. You're following the new, the new truth, the new paradigm message of love because you want this for yourself. And so ask your friends to stop, like, just stop using this, telling your friends that they're picky or not, right? Stop having this attitude about your, about yourself even, right? Because if you're asking the question, that's the invitation to think more deeply about what matters to you. Am I being really hard on the, on every guy that I meet? Am I always picking apart and, and looking for what's wrong rather than looking for what's good and right and letting yourself be surprised? And so with that said, Kate has a really epic masterclass for you coming up if your saboteur voice has been really loud in the dating world. So Kate, I'd love for you to share about that. Yeah. I, first, I just want to say if you're being picky, it's the wrong focus, right? right? So if you if you are questioning if you're picky, which I imagine you are because you listen to this episode, although <laughs> I know that there's I know there's a lot of women that listen no matter what. Um, so but if you if you people tell you you're too picky or you question if you're too picky, the word picky means wrong focus. It means wrong focus. When you are in touch with yourself and you're on dates and you're in your body and you're in the moment, in the experience, not on a job interview, not looking to fill the role of your future husband or your baby daddy or your, um, or your soulmate or the one or whatever, but you're actually just in the experience, having the experience, you know. Yeah. Not, not the fantasy. You don't know if this person's going to be your freaking husband. No, right. but you know, if this is aligned or not. And I think of, mm. I, I, we've brought attention to this before, but um, there's a lot of narcissists out there. There's a lot of, um, I mean, I have friends that are online dating and they tell me crazy, the craziest stories and mm. women, you know, being so hurt and so uh, disheartened from having experiences with guys that, you know, are doing like catfishing and like all these different things mm -hmm. that happen in the dating world. And the reality is if you are on a date and you are connected to your body and like, if you haven't done work on yourself, you haven't done the healing, you haven't healed your nervous system and you have trauma, you haven't, you don't know your, you don't yourself. have yourself. <laughs> Yeah, you might not be able to access it. So definitely, definitely like come work with us if you can even access that. But you know, even if you're sitting across from the hottest guy in the world who fits the perfect checklist of your perfect ideal man image. for your saboteur, the image of your ideal man, your body knows if it's not right. Always, always, always. And that's who you want to listen to. I just led, um, I, have a, I have a workshop called the Expanded Love Weekend. I just led my first one since COVID last weekend. And oh my God, it felt so good to be in real life. There's only four, four women. Um, and it was just so, so beautiful. Mm. And remembering how, wait, what was, oh my gosh, I just lost the last thing. What was the last thing I was just saying? Trusting your body, <laughs> trusting your you. body, right? Thank your body you. always knows. Your Thank body you. always we were, knows. We were unpacking their saboteurs and going through the different phases of their life and how their saboteur, this protective part of them started to develop. And <laughs> thank you for paying attention. I'm like, whoa, where did that go? Um, and it's unbelievable how many stories every woman has, whether she has tons of trauma on her body or not every woman has about all the times and all the ways that her body was like felt sick or was like no or just like this tension this yeah. tightness this sickness this and how their minds 
bulldoze them. Their saboteurs bulldoze them. They kept saying yes to things that were a no. You know, it's in your body. It's in your body, that voice. It doesn't have, there's no commentary. There's no, I've said this before. There's no, so that's the hardest thing to follow because there's no script that comes with it. Whereas the mind has such logical, practical reasons why to talk yourself, you know, in and out of that, which is not aligned. So just being really connected to your body before you go on a date, um, really connecting with yourself and, you know, feeling mm. that, like feeling that lit upness before, make sure, you know, you don't go straight from work to a date because then you haven't actually plugged into yourself yet. It's so mm. important to be in your body. Um, and so I'll get to the masterclass. I'm super excited to share. I'm doing uh, an expanded love masterclass inspired by the expanded love weekend that I just led. And it's, uh, it's called the Expanded Love Masterclass. Discover the five saboteur archetypes that stop you from experiencing the depth of, depth of love you know is possible. And this is for women who are doing well in their lives, you know, feeling successful and just like can't figure out the love thing. And if that is you or you know a woman who just like is so fed up and so frustrated and can't figure out the love thing, your saboteur is leading the show. Actually, most of ours are in relationship anyways. Mm -hmm. And I would love to, to shine some light on this for you. It's going to be phenomenal. It's happening the week of June 25th and you can go register for it. Um, sign up for the masterclass at the expandedlovemethod.com slash masterclass expandedlovemethod.com slash masterclass and yeah and it's free it's free this is actually the first time that i've taught this aspect of my work um virtually so i'm Mm. really really excited to yeah just shed the light on you know these these seemingly darker mm. places, but I do it in a in a way that really holds you with love and um, and you know gives you a new possibility and new ways of operating mm. in love, which obviously is what we stand for. Yes, and it's everything to know yourself and the remembrance of every sabotage behavior is rooted in a survival technique from childhood, right? So when you're doing this work, you know, the last thing I want to offer around this is like, nothing is wrong with you. Yes. Like nothing is wrong with you. You are not broken. Your picker isn't broken. You know, I have conversations with women about that all the time. I mean, my work is essentially rooted in, is it your inner child choosing or your higher self and, and healthy self? But so it's not your picker and it's just that, yeah, like where are you in yourself and do you know yourself enough to have these defenses? Because the most, my favorite thing you said today was about the remembrance that this is a practice. You better believe I still have moments when I'm shutting Andrew down. Yes. Like you don't have to be dating to have sabotage practices, you know, pop up. And so this masterclass is going to support you not only in dating, but also knowing yourself for every relationship you're in. And what we're standing for is you loving yourself and loving your life and being so lit up in every possible area and being committed to yourself. If you want a committed relationship and it hasn't happened yet, check in with how committed to yourself you are. And if you're living and embodying your true self in the world. So, so excited to bless all of you women that will be joining Kate 
And we hope if you know a woman who's been asking herself, am I too picky or people or just women in your life that have been wondering that about themselves, send this episode over. And we so appreciate your reviews on the podcast. And again, if you haven't joined us already in the New Truth Movement Facebook group, we'll see you there. And of course, on Thursday, we'll be answering your questions in that group about this week's episode too. So fun. And we have some hot interviews coming up yes. in a couple of weeks. And I just want to say, I love, okay, so I love recognition, not validation. I talked about that earlier, right? The soul reflection recognition. And that's what I love about reviews. I love to know the impact that we're having. And, and, we, and we, we get so many messages beyond just the reviews, but the reviews, when you can share the impact this podcast is having on you and actually go to iTunes and share it on there, and write a little write-up, it, it invites every woman who is feeling lost, who's struggling in her love life, who doesn't know about the new truth, who doesn't know about the new paradigm, who doesn't know any of this. Like so many of you have reached out to Catherine and I and said, thank God for you. Like, why wasn't this here 10 years ago? Where were you, you know, on my wedding, the night before my wedding, <laughs> I didn't want to, the guy I didn't want to marry. Um, and so like all of those women who are lost at sea right now and don't even know that there's another possibility, they need to know about this podcast. So every time you share it, every time you write about us on the iTunes, um, it really, really makes a difference for all those women who don't even know that we're here. So thank you so much for your support and for, yeah, joining us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. Um, we love doing the Facebook Lives every Thursday, and we love you. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the New Truth Podcast. You are a woman first. Throw away the fairy tale story so that you can have the real thing and a life that you freaking love. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and share it with all of the amazing women in your life who need to hear this message. And it's all women. Every woman. <laughs> like every woman you know. Share it with your grandma. You can find us on Instagram at The New Truth Podcast and our website, thenewtruthpodcast.com. Sign up to receive your free gift from us. The three major myths about love keeping you settling, sacrificing, and sabotaging your relationships. Go get it while it's hot. Get it. Stay tuned for our next episode. See you soon. See you soon.